Today on Shelf Life, I have a conversation with Desmond Palmer, the writer of Forerunners, celebrating Jamaica's fastest female Olympians of the 40s through the 70s. There's so much to learn. So remember, enjoy it and share it with a friend. How are you doing? Good to see you. I am doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Looking nice in your pretty shirt there, man. I like it. <laughs> love the colors. Yeah, I, I love colors. My mother, I think, got that into me, into me from a very young age. Well, that's yeah. good because I love colors. I really, really yeah. love colors. I tell people I don't really wear black. I like colors. The world is yeah. black enough without more black I in know. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have to tell you. That you, you sent me to write notes, all right? I felt like I was in school taking oh, notes because this book that you have here, Forerunners, is the, the, there's so much information, great information that's in it that we need to learn about because let's yeah. face it, we know about Shelley and Fraser Price, you know, the Pocket Rocket, VCB, and Merlene Otti, and Arthur Wint, and Donald Quarry. But these four ladies, some of whose names I've heard before, but you never understood the significance of their names. Yeah, yeah. Right? But yeah. before we get to the book, let me, let me back up, let me back up. <laughs> let me rewind a okay. little bit. Because I would love to be able to talk a little bit about you, your background. Oh. Where Jamaica you from? And how did you get into the writing business? Because you used to work for the Gleaner as well, right? Yes. Well, I was, I was born in Kingston, right? And I'm one of those who my, my you know, my mother left me when I was 18 months old. She left me in good hands with my grandmother and she went to London because her brother was there, her older brother. And um, so I, I, you know, I, I failed I fail a common entrance like two times. And, you know, my grandmother went blind when I was about 12. And wow. I, I had a lot of responsibility at home, but I didn't see it as anything negative. I, I just saw it that I had to do things. You know, I had to cook, I had to, there are some things that we used to pay to get done, like the washing and the cleaning of the right. house, but, you know, so I had, I, I would have to take her to the doctor, go to school, primary school, go back home, give her lunch, take her to the doctor, come back. It was a whole thing. Wow. But anyway, I learned a lot from that. And I, I finally passed a technical entrance for St. Elizabeth Tech. Okay. And I got what they call the free place, right? Yeah, so, I remember free place. So you're a statesman. Yeah. So there were subjects that I loved. Like I, I taught myself, I started learning Spanish by myself in primary school. Right. Uh, so by the time I got to high school, I was pretty good. I also love stuff like geography. I didn't like math up to this day. I don't like it. Right? Well, I, I tell people it's not that I don't like math. It's that I can't yeah. math. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I find it boring. It's so anyway, I, I couldn't, I must tell you this, that up to second form in high school, I couldn't write two pages of essay. Wow. It was all in my head, but I didn't know how to get it out. And actually one teacher made the statement that I would, I would, I would never pass English. <laughs> I love so, those statements because yes, those statements yes. propel you forward. Yes. So when I got to fourth form, which was my final year, I was coming first in Spanish all throughout the, the years, right? When I got to final year, we got an, 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 a new teacher. He was a music teacher. And then he taught English. He started teaching English now. Mm -hmm. And believe me, between, I think, September 
to January or February, I was doing like 20 pages of essay, solid stuff. Wow. It's amazing. Everything. Amazing what a good teacher can do for you. It's amazing. That's why teachers must get paid, man. Exactly. Exactly. Change lives. Yes, exactly. So I, I passed the exam and but before I passed it, I think it was in May before we graduated, I saw this. Okay, let me back up a bit. I did the wrong course in school. I did business. I cannot add two and two. Of course, I didn't, it took me a whole year to understand the, the difference between debit and credit, right? <laughs> so in accounting. So anyway, I, um, I saw an ad in the paper that Glena wanted high school graduates to train as young journalists. And, okay. and I applied. After I applied, I didn't hear from them. And I started applying to every bank in Jamaica. And I, I couldn't get a job. Because you can't Exactly. And it wouldn't have made sense. So, so, I, so the cleaner called me, I think it was September. And Jamaican National had called me around about the same time. They had an interview set up. And one of these bauxite companies in Manchester had called me too, but I went straight to the Gleaner. When I went to the Gleaner, Judith, 100 of us in a big hall to do this test. It was arithmetic, um, essay writing, current affairs, and geography. 15 of us got called back Mm -hmm. out of the 100. Wow. We had to do this interview, like we had to face a panel of five people, you know, Theodore, right. Barbara, Glue, and all of these people. And six of us got the job. Wow, nice, nice. Yeah. And you know what? I think we were talking before this, even this conversation, that we, right. I also wrote for the Gleaner at the same time that yes. you were there. So our paths yes. crossed without even realizing right. that our right. paths had crossed. But the thing is, I, I was not a reporter. I was a copy editor okay, and a so. features writer. And they would, they would train you like you got training for six months. And that is how I, you know, people right. like Ken Allen, who I, I owe a lot to, you know, mm-hmm. Barbara Gluten, all of these people. So that is how I, Good. that is it in a nutshell. Well, you know what? All I can tell you is that all of what was in your head before you could put it on paper and then finding the right teacher, having the right teacher, bring it up yes. in you. I tell the story about myself as a writer and yes. one of the teachers who propelled me forward. I'll never forget her, Yvonne Pearson. And when she gave me a C in an essay and I was livid because I'm like, oh, you're going to give me yes. a C. I can't add, but I can't yes. write. Yes. And she looked yes. at me and she said, because that's not your A work. Yeah. She said, when you give me your A work, I'll give you an A. Go back and rewrite. An a. Exactly. And that yeah. thing stuck with me my whole life. And so, yes. you know, a good teacher can really propel you forward. So, so you have been propelled forward now to this point of writing this book. I want to read this thing. Um, <laughs> former prime minister, you said, I tell you, you sent me to write notes, you know, I had to take them. Um, <laughs> former prime minister, PJ Patterson said this, fans of track and field and sports historians owe a debt of gratitude to the author, which is you, for the painstaking research and the diligent analysis which are reflected in the outcome of an ambitious eight-year project. And when I read the book, I have to agree with him that this was a very ambitious project indeed, because this book, Forerunners, which is kind of a play on words, right? It's about forerunners 
but it's about and the forerunners. Yes, <laughs> you got it. Yes. Yeah. Was really, really clever. As a writer, I wouldn't expect anything else. But there's so much that we learn from this book, Forerunners, because, you know, preceding Merlene Otti, as you say yeah. in the book, were the stars Cynthia Thompson, Una Morris, Marilyn Newfield, and Rosie Allwood. Yes. And I can honestly say that I've heard at least two of those names. Right. But never understood the significance of those names. Yes. And from your book, we learned things like the fact that, you know, three of them became doctors. Yes. Which was, yeah. and one was a nurse. So it's really- One was a nurse, one doctor, two doctors and a social worker, yes. And a social worker, right. Yes. And all, so they all became um, something right. in the health field, which yeah. was very interesting. Yes. They all studied in the US yes. at a time when, um, you know, there was social unrest, yes. Jim Crow era, yes. civil rights era. It was just fascinating yeah. that these women spanned a period between the 40s to the 70s and that our women, Jamaican women, was blasting down the place at Olympics exactly. and world champions from so early, but we just didn't, we, we don't really know a lot about it. So tell me about the eight year research because I've never taken eight years to write a book. I don't know what it feels like. <laughs> well, okay, so I, I had, I had full-time, I had a full-time job and then I used to, to do like other jobs. I was moonlight on the side, like, like tutoring people to write and this kind of thing on the weekends. But I had this, I, I've had a long time love affair with track and field from, I was a teenager. Okay. And I used to hear these names. I would clip, I would clip out um, pictures and stories from the glean. I had a whole scrapbook of it, mm. right? Wow. And I heard these names and I couldn't get them out of my head even as an adult. And what happened? I think I went to the barber, my barber one day in Brooklyn. And I did a magazine before, two mm -hmm. magazines, but they didn't pan out because I couldn't get sponsorship on the whole thing. And one of them have you and Blake on the cover, by the way. Okay. So I, I showed to the barber and he says, oh, I, I know a Jamaican lady who used to run for Jamaica. I said, who is that? She says, her name is Rosie Allwood and she lives in Jersey. I'm like, look, I need to talk to Rosie Allwood. And he connected us, right? And I met her. I mean, this was like a dream come true because I'm not usually a starstruck person. Yeah. But these people, it's like 360. Now I have to meet them. Now I have to hear the stories. Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I want to write a book. First, I said, I couldn't write a book like a novel. I don't have that stick to it in this thing to sit down and write a book. But I have to do something differently, mm -hmm. you know? So I talked to her. We had this relationship going, you know, we would talk a lot. And then one day it just hit, hit me that I should do a book on Jamaican women because we don't hear about the women. We hear about Arthur Wint. We hear about her McKinnon and all these mm -hmm. Yes. And... I, I decided that I was going to do it. And then I was talking to my wife, Stacey, about it. And she says, yes, do it and let them tell their stories. And that just shaped the whole thing. You know, that's why it's divided like that. You know, the yes. storytelling part and the informational part. And it, it's amazing so, because we learned so much stuff like um, Una Morris Chung, for, for example, yeah. is a three-time Olympian. I mean, yes. never thought about that. Moved to California as a teenager. And yes. for over eight years, she represented yes. Jamaica in the Olympic Games, 64, 68, 72, the Central, the Central American and Caribbean Games, the Pan, yep. Pan American Games, 
all these things that all these things I have to like I said I had to write notes <laughs> I, I don't have <laughs> to write notes because I'm like hold on hold on hold on I can't I can't right. keep so much information in my head and because it's it's so you have so much information in there what was That's it like sitting down with these four ladies and let me just okay, before, I get, that, that, before I get to that part of it, the um the eight years came out of the research. I treated it like a real, like a university project okay. paper, like that, you know. So I had to do a lot of research and check and cross check and you know. Anyway, sitting down with the four ladies, like it was just amazing. I met Rosie first, and then I didn't know much about Cynthia Thompson. And I spoke to a friend about the project and he says, Desmond, you cannot write a book like that without talking about Cynthia Thompson. And I was like, oh my God, yes. And I went, I went to Kinson, sat down with her in her living room, wow. went into her, that's how I got the pictures, went into her backyard garden with her. It was like an aunt telling me stories from way back when. Oh my God, that's beautiful. It was just amazing. Rosie, the same thing. I met you, we did a lot of the interviews, many of the interviews I did with, with you when I was, we don't know, over the phone. Right. But I, I met, I've met her like three times, you know. And then I went to London in 2017. I had already interviewed Marilyn Newville on, by Skype. And I went there and she invited me to her house for dinner and we had a nice. good time. <laughs> so, hold it's on, just, stick a pin right there, so stick a pin right, yeah. right, right there, so because isn't she the one who did basically cuss off Britain? Um, yes, 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 because I remember that story. Yeah, in there you have a story which I, I had to I, I had to make a note of. And she said, I owe this country nothing. I'm leaving for good. Yep. I've been called a yep. black bastard and an N-word, she said. Yep. And reacting, they said, you know, um, that whatever Miss Newfield's past and present grievances, her attitude is unlikely to benefit any cause. You know, yes, and yes, it's interesting. Another British reporter came to her rescue and said, Well, if what she yes. said is true, then we have some reckoning yes. to do. And it's amazing that here yes. we are so many years later with Britain still having this reckoning to do, still doing the same thing, reckoning to do. Not much has changed. And at yes. the time that yeah. you and I are having this conversation, since we're talking sports, the mm -hmm. um, black football players look Britain, what they are going through, yes, look what they're going through. Yes. Being called monkeys and you know all kinds of the more things change, the more they remain the same. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So when you said she still lives in London, that's why I laughed. Yeah, because she went back. She did her degree in the U.S. and she had a child, and then she went back to live in London. And she lives in Chelsea, a real nice area. Mm -hmm. That's that's where she is. Okay. And then they care. still treated her as as the book tells you, you know, terribly on her job and. You know, but she she is the sort of person. She's very strong willed. Mm -hmm. And as you, you might have read where she said yes. she's the last of six kids and she had to learn to stand up in the face of that thing, adversity she had. To, so <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the fourth of yeah. fourth of four strong women. I had three strong yeah. older sisters. I had to be loud. I wow. had to be able to stand up. I had to be able to stand up on my own feet. Yeah. So that that was really interesting. The other thing that really struck me about it was that she was the fastest woman at the time in the 400 yes. meters. New film. Yes. yes. I'm like, why are we not hearing her name? Why is her name not, you know, being exactly. Else's? That's my point. 
they are just like shunted off after a while, you know? And that is a point, that is part of my reason for writing the book too. Jamaican kids need to learn about these people. Yes. Yes. And I would like for this book to get into schools because they need to learn about these people. And the current athletes can learn a lot from these people. Yes. So. And I, I frequently find books on this show that should be in schools. Yeah. Content that needs to be taught in schools. And one of the yeah. things that I, I do, and I, I always encourage authors who have books like yours to do, is to plan a tour around Jamaica. Yes. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, contact me. I can help you with that. But plan a tour around that's, Jamaica. The schools are always happy, 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 happy to have you come in and talk to their students and all. They're always looking for people who are willing to come back and pour into their students. Yes, and yes. I mean, great idea. You can, yeah, if you can get the ministry to embrace this book as something that the school should have, that's wonderful. Yes. But even if you can't, you yes. definitely need to plan a tour on your own to go down and contact the schools and get into the schools because this is information, especially the girls, the, the female athletes who are yes. aspiring yeah. to be Shellyan and VCB and Merlin yes. and um, Thompson yes. and they're aspiring to be these people, but they don't realize that their aspirations go so much further back and that the That's roots... What are deeper. That's why I decided to stop the book right there before Merlin Atty because her thing is a whole different show, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Were there any surprises that you learned in the, in the process? Anything that you, that you found out that was like a, whoa, a real surprise? Well, one of the things that really had me going, and this has nothing to do with running. It's a, it's a personal story of Cynthia Thompson. When she told me about her son's murder, mm. because that just shows you that they are just like anybody else they go mm -hmm. through. And I just, I, I just asked her simple questions, like, do you have children, you know, and does any of them fall in? And she just paused and you could see the look on her face. And then she says, you see that, that picture behind you? that's my son that was my son and i was almost i almost regretted at the moment that i asked her the question because yeah. i felt like a whole thing just came down over me you know and it it, it was just a terrible thing but you can't tell it the story a of a life without telling the story of a life yes yes and another one that shocked me was marlin was um was marlin newville who <laughs> I knew that Britain was against her, but to, to take it to that level. Yes. Where she had to, she, she went to a press conference. This is a 17 year old you're talking about and the, to, to go to a press conference and your manager had to advise you to just shake your head. Don't say anything. Mm -mm -mm. You know? And, and, and we're still there. Yes, definitely. Still there. And the next one that shocked me was and these are personal, their personal stories had nothing to do with running. It's, it's the story, the abduction, the, the kidnapping thing of, of, um, of Rosie Allwood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it shows you how, how strong she was and how, how quickly she can think on her feet. On her feet, yes. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, this book has so much in it. Um, there's so much than, than just the running. 
as you said, yeah. it's their stories. And I yeah. like that about it, is that although it's about these runners, it's really about them and their stories. And that their yeah. stories are not just stories of running. It's not just about when they were supposed to go to the Olympics. I love the story about the banana boat. Um, oh, yes. I'm trying yes. to remember who it was who actually- it's Cynthia Thompson, Cynthia, yes. 1948, yes. <laughs> 1948, right, going to yeah. the World Games um, yes. in London. They had to take a banana boat. And the banana boat went to St. Thomas to pick up bananas and then went on. And she tells a story about this is the first time she was going on a boat. And she never knows she mustn't eat whole heap of food, really. I and, know, right? <laughs> and it's the, the fun thing about it is just a week before you and I are having this conversation, I was mm -hmm. talking to somebody else who said that they had arrived in Jamaica on a banana boat. There's another author. Wow. And she, yes, yes. and I'm thinking, a real banana boat? Because you don't really think about it. That is how you had to travel a to transport. Yeah, yeah, that's how you had to be transported on a banana yeah. boat. The boat would yeah. come to Jamaica and take bananas, and you book a passage on the banana boat. It takes three to four weeks yes. to England on yes. this banana boat where you, you know, in this little cramped quarters. And this is not, okay, for our everyday, our today people who like to cruise, this is not a cruise ship, a banana boat. This is not, not a cruise, cruise no. Okay. no. No, no, <laughs> none of the, no. None of the fancy um, balancers or whatever they call it, the, the ballast that keep it nice and steady. None of that stuff. Not, no, you know, this is not, a, that's, that's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> this not is happening. a big that takes bananas. Yeah. And that story was funny. Um, and just, just what they went through. Just um, what they went through. Just what they went through. Being in at the University of Tennessee, for example, you know, one of them went to the University of Tennessee. Uh, yes. It was Cynthia Thompson. And they say she, yeah, she was, went to, yes. yeah, she was a stellar student and newspapers yes. even wrote about her. You know, which. What, what I love about this project too is that I, I some, some things I didn't think about, but then I kept researching, I kept researching, I kept researching, and then things just started coming. I was finding things all over the place. So I'm like, yeah, I have to put this together. I cannot write a straight story like that. I have to divide it into sections. And I, mm -hmm. you know, so that worked really well for me. It, it does, the, the way the book is laid out is very easy yeah. to read. It's yeah. really, really easy to read. And I said that because I want people who are, you have some people who only read novels, non-fiction but this book can be read by both non-fiction readers and fiction readers because well, thanks thanks to the gleaning for my for my training because i i i because of what i learned at the gleaning and what i was doing i was able to lay out the book myself good that's i did it myself yeah and that 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 helps that always helps what has yes. the response to the book been like since it's been out it has been very good. I mean, to be honest, quite, quite a number of people have not read it. They just, they bought it to support me. And I'm like, did you read the book yet? No, I have I read it. I'm, until I go. I'm like, you have to read the book. But there's this one guy who called me. He's a real estate broker. And I didn't even know that the guy read. And he said, I used to read how many books a month. And I haven't been able to do it because of my job. And when I picked up this book, he says I couldn't put it down. He I, said, I felt this, way. <laughs> he said, this book is more, is, it's more than just a book about athletes. It's a book 
about immigrants and their struggles yes. and their success. Yes, and it's a book about life. Yes, it's a another book about, lady I know. It's sorry, another it's lady wrapping your your whole life being involved in your passion and it's exactly not passion exactly. And coming from him, that was a big compliment. And I, I know somebody else who wrote a, a review on Amazon about it. And his mother, he bought it for his mother, Mother's Day, right? And she couldn't put it down. She read, she took two days and two nights. She couldn't put it down. She was. It is one of those books that you just read cover to cover. First of yeah. all, because the topic is fascinating that yeah. there are these four Jamaican women who were these amazing runners. Um, yes. Sadly, none of them actually got one an Olympic medal. One came very, very close. close but they did, they did set um, track records. They did break glass ceiling records, yep. and break world records and broke barriers. And they did amazing things that our country has not really recognized them. Recognized, for. exactly. Yep. And so I really hope that this book will really open people's eyes and start that process of recognizing these four women who are not being recognized the way they yes. should be recognized. Yes, yes, you know, I really I, hope so. Yeah. I really do. I really, really hope so. And I mean, I'm hoping since, you know, the former prime minister wrote the foreword to the book that right. that really will help to propel it forward. Yes, um, yes. And his foreword was really good. Your introduction was really good. And I read that first. Normally I just kind of, just breeze through that, but I actually read it and went into it in detail because there was just Thank you. so much there about it. And I, like every Jamaican, you know, I follow track and field when Olympics on. <laughs> right. Oh. I am on, I yeah. can be honest, I am not, I'm not a track and field fan to the point where, you know, I follow everything. Yeah. I am a Mount Alvernia alum and okay. I can say that we have two ladies on the Jamaica Olympics team. Kemba Nelson, right? Kemba Nelson is one. <laughs> and yeah. I, I hate to agree, admit, but I have to go look up the name of the other one. But we have That's two, okay. right? I, yeah. And I'm, so, I, of course, you know, I'm going to be following it this year. And I, I, of course, you follow the races when, you know, people tell you the race is going to be on, you're going to watch that. Yes. But having read this book, it really gives me an even greater understanding of who we are as a people. Yes, yes. Not just as runners now, but as a I, people. Yep. The depth of our commitment to our country, you know, the depth of our, um, our passion yes. for the things that we do and why we excel so much at everything we do, even the badness. Yes, 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 yes. I think we have this, we have this history that comes from our foreparents. And I don't just mean the Africans who came over, the enslaved. Everybody, the whole lineage. Yeah. The whole lineage. We have this yeah. very rich lineage and these people who are strong. And I think that's just in our DNA and in our blood. Yeah. Mara Strong had had a very strong statement when she said, you remember when she wanted to to, to rent this building? Mm -hmm. And the guy was like, no. And then she says, I am a Jamaican and Jamaicans are not afraid of anybody. And you cannot threaten me about you're going to do this. <laughs> it, it tells a lot. You know, it's funny. I was walking through, through an airport um, right. just the other day. 
And I don't remember what somebody said. And I, I, that's exactly what I heard. I heard, I didn't know who the woman was. I just heard a woman say, I'm a Jamaican. That don't matter to me. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the conversation was about. And that is really who we are. You know, yes. I, yeah. I had somebody said to me this week because I went to Antarctica, the first Jamaican woman to go to Antarctica. And what? I remember in, in, and I have an exhibit on it and everything. And I remember being interviewed just this week that we're having this conversation. And the person said to me, you Jamaicans, you just, you have no limits. And I no limits. no, we have no limits. We're everywhere, yep. We're everywhere doing everything, bobsledding. We are skiing and winning yep. competitions. Yeah. If I wouldn't be surprised if there's some Jamaican, not just some Jamaicans curling. You know, yeah, you, you never know. You tell a Jamaican that he or she can't do something. That's that's a, that's, that's, a, a, that's yeah. our motivator. Our motivator yeah. is telling us that we can't do it. If you tell us we can't do it, then we're certainly we're going to do it. Boy Desmond, I'm telling you, wonderful book. The book is called Forerunners, people. You got to check it out. It's the forerunner to the runners that we have today. It's four amazing ladies who did fascinating things on the track and field and the book is available in all the usual places you know online uh desmond you have a website yes i I'm, i haven't put it up yet i'm looking about that that's right. um tracklifeinternational.com all right so you gotta check it out desmond thank you so much for being on shelf life this has been wonderful and remember you know link me let us talk about your tour in Jamaica. i i certainly will do that yes and yes, i thank yes. you very much for, for 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 you know giving the book this you know airing about it and it's it's really good it's i really really appreciate it you are most welcome that's what we're here for ladies and gentlemen thank you thank you for sticking and staying with me on another shelf life i'll see you again Next week, same place, same, well, not same place, same time. Next week, I'll be back <laughs> with my shelf and what's on my shelf to show you some more of what's on my shelf. Have a great week. Bless up. Bye.